Hey, good morning. It is Friday, January 15th. Kelly Collis, how's it going? What what are you wearing? Those aren't Washington football or Washington sports clothes. What's happening? I know, Bills Nation. Oh, my goodness. It's a big weekend for football. The Buffalo Bills are in the playoffs. First time in like 25 years. I'm all in. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I do want to talk a little sports because it's just a nice distraction from all the other terrible headlines that are going on. 100%. Especially in our city. Um, The the Caps uh, get involved with the Panda. I mean, two D.C. national treasures joining forces. Love that. And potentially Katie Kirk is the new host of Jeopardy. Hmm. She's from Arlington, also a national D.C. treasure, Katie Uh, Kirk. And we got some new music from a lot of people. Like, I don't know. It's just basically everyone that is a famous recording artist has new music coming out. And one of them who was going to be performing um, during the inauguration, I got a question about it, though. I, I'm, I just got a question about it. Oh, boy. Deep thoughts from Tommy McFly. Totally. We'll get into that. Uh, today, if you are in the D.C. area and you're heading, um, well, don't head downtown. But uh, there are now uh, going to be 13 metro stations closed, and they're going to make the decision later on today. The National Park Service and all of the other alphabet soup of agencies going to decide if the National Mall will or will not be closed entirely for the inauguration. So that information will come up later today. And by the way, if you want to catch any of our past shows on demand, any of our other shows from our real fun DC hosts like Nikki Nellis, Industry Night, Neeks at Night, Carlos and Guest of the Podcast, um, the brand new show, Family Face Off with Courtney and Craig Lachlan, you can get all that on the Real Fun DC app. Live DC! Broadcasting around the Beltway and beyond, it's Tommy and Kelly made in DC on the Real Fun DC channel and on demand anytime, anywhere you get your podcasts. All right, All right uh, Kelly, before we get into this Caps Panda DC love, I would like to just go off script for one second because this file video is still in our system. I think we should start the show off with the dog that is a fashionista. What do you say? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's been a really long time since I went out. So can you help me pick an outfit? Okay, so there's these. Is it too much? What about these? Is this too much? This kind of feels like a lot. <laughs> yes, I just the, love that dog. <laughs> that's the Italian greyhound that's very popular on TikTok. His own influencer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so cute. Um, okay, but I do want to talk football because... Look, there is football on Saturday and Sunday, and it is an awesome distraction. I have become like really into football, one, because we are a Buffalo Bills household, or at least part of the household is. The other one is Green Bay Packers, and they are also playing tomorrow. So here's how it's going to break down. Tomorrow, the Rams and the Packers start at 4.30. The second game is the Bills and the Ravens game at 8.15. Now, um, for all you Ravens fans, because I know we have a lot of our family is Ravens fans because it's Baltimore right up the road. It stinks that the game is 8.15 on a Saturday, at least in our household. Like, there's just, like, tension, nervous, on edge. Like, I wish this was the earlier game. This is not going to be a fun Saturday waiting for this game to happen. No, it's going to be great. You can, like, eat and drink and be merry. <laughs> Jeez. Um, and then on Sunday, the Browns and the Chiefs, and then the late game is, of course, the two very well-known quarterbacks are meeting each other. Tom Brady, Drew Brees, the Buccaneers versus the Saints. 640 on Sunday night. Um, it, I guess between them, I think it's like 80 years of experience. Yeah, they're 85 years old <laughs> yeah. together. 
<laughs> if you were to add them up. So it's good stuff. I mean, it's just, and it's nice because Monday's a holiday for a lot of people and there's terrible mm-hmm. headlines. So just don't turn on the news. Just like Tommy, I just put on, put on the football in the background. I'm into that. I'm into that. Uh, speaking of on the, in the background, there was a study that came out that like Americans have, um, I forget the term. It was like casually binged like a million hours of, of television. So that's like, it's on in the background. You're just like doing it like during, during the last year. We've just like been like casual bingers of like things on Netflix or on like HGTV will just be on, but it's the number is like through the roof of how much we've just been like having things for noise in the background. Um, well, you know, that, that's not overly surprising. No, and speaking of binge watching, we're, let's talk about the caps. Mm-hmm. There actually is um, the new coach uh, came up with a, a new tradition. This was his first game last night. They beat again, the Buffalo Sabres uh, six to four. And in the locker room, there's this great video that's kind of going viral. Um, he started a new tradition for um, some of the players. Great game, great first win, outstanding job. I watched, I was off for a whole year, so I watched every show out there, every series out there. The best series by far was Cobra Kai. <laughs> so I thought about it and I got this bandana right here for the most offensive player of the game tonight. That would be T.J. Oshie. Where are you? Oh, yeah. Go on your butt. Fire up. Turn around. I'll fire up for you. You can fire the next one. I love this. I love this so much. I hope they do it after every game. Then there's Miyagi's camp. That's strike first, strike hard. Miyagi's all about defense. So Cato got his bandana. Cato, go ahead. Talked about before, guys. Offense scores goals. Defense wins championships here. But toughness is uh, hard to beat. They put a lot of fun into that. <laughs> what a fun team activity. Yeah, it's still, I know you haven't gotten into Cobra Kai yet, um, Tommy, mm-hmm. but it is, um, it's so good. And what's really neat about this, um, the Caps posted that up on their Twitter last night, and then the uh, screenwriter for Cobra Kai retweeted it, and then this morning, cool. Cobra Kai, the official Twitter handle, also retweeted it. So I like the little Hollywood connection. That's pretty That's awesome. cool. And um, I'm getting uh, lots of, um, I see a, a uh, comment here, and I got a text from Kimmy last night. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, because I'm head-to-toe in Bill's gear, I am still 100% go caps. All, all caps, right. All the time. Sabres, no, we are, no, 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 no. My husband loves the Sabres. I am, just because I love the Bills, still love the caps. So you root for the caps, you root for the Sabres when the caps aren't playing them? No. No, oh. no, 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 no. I'm Bills. This is different. Football, hockey, different. No, sport. I, I know, but like you don't have like a second team. Like you don't root for Buffalo when like Buffalo's playing. I don't know, like the Rangers. No. Do you just sit there indifferent, like just arms yes. folded, like a like a third party? I have no interest. <laughs> I have no interest. You're a neutral party. You yeah. just sit there. Yes. Huh. All right. Um, well, I, like I am a I'm a Caps fan through and through, but I also root for gritty. I'm sorry. That's just where it's. I'm from Pennsylvania. That's how it goes. Well, and we have a friend that works for the Flyers, so that maybe they would be a secondary team. Yeah. 
Um, but also the Caps, again, play the Sabres. Because now this is the new world that we're going to be living mm-hmm. in with hockey, these back-to-back games. I only know that because that's what the Lachlans told me to say. Perfect. Nice work. Nice work. <laughs> also, let's be clear. I'm not rooting for the Flyers ever. I'm rooting for Gritty the mascot. That is a different thing. <laughs> I want him to succeed. I want him to be like viral on social media. I want him to get influencer deals. I root for Gritty, not the Flyers. Okay. Got it. Got it. Well, I think Gritty is already... Winning on social media. Yeah, he's totally winning it because he was doing hot girl stuff on the internet yesterday and it was amazing. <laughs> uh, speaking of another, um, I, I mean, basically a mascot, which is why I think the Washington football team should change their name to the pandas. The panda at the National Zoo got involved, Kelly, and you thought I didn't have any sports news. Look at this, <laughs> little baby panda hanging out with a big old hockey puck. That is so cute. Mm. What is, do you think it's like made out of like bamboo or like it must smell really good? It must smell great. Well, they, they give the panda like frozen stuff to play with, but that's, I don't like to eat, but I, I think it's just a toy. So the panda has been getting, um, more toys lately that helps it to be like more inquisitive and, and to learn. So I think it's a little puck toy. Oh, it's so, oh my gosh, the panda and the caps, so cute together. Mm-hmm. And it's like the panda knew what to do. Yeah, totally. Right. Like, oh my gosh. It's really cool to, to see them like, Bringing, uh, uh, just from like a PR perspective, like way to go, Caps PR, to get the panda involved. Well, right. They they have the dogs, right? Mm-hmm. They're adorable. Now, what can they find like this, just as cute as the dogs, a baby panda? Yep. Yep. Yeah. How do you one-up dog panda? It's just, <laughs> and then you have to have like a panda with a baby to, to go bigger than panda. <laughs> right. Uh, Melody also says, they're, or Mallory also says they're going to sell a ton of those Cobra Kai bandanas. That is, oh, I'm sure it's like a minute from now that there's going to be Caps bandanas Oh with yeah, the cap logo and all the things. Yeah, I'm especially especially now that the Cobra Kai like screenwriters involved and mm-hmm. yeah, it's it, it will be a, it, it will be in the merch shop. So can I watch Cobra Kai without being super familiar with um, yes, Karate Kid? Yes. Okay. Yes, you can. There's like little flashbacks that they do to the movie, but you you know enough to be dangerous for, at this point, right, Tommy? That's perfect. That's all I need. Okay. Yes. All right. yeah. Also, um, the 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 next big um, heat of of who will who will just become the host and get the power of the Jeopardy podium that continues to go on. Now there's talk that Katie Couric might become the new permanent host of Jeopardy after they go through that rotating list of hosts. Yeah, and they they do have kind of like a random list of rotating hosts. I mean, of course, Ken Jennings kicked it off. Katie Couric's going to do around Aaron Rodgers. The quarterback with the Green Bay Packers is going to do it. Random, huh. yeah. Bill Bill Whitaker from sixty Minutes also. Okay, gonna... so you said Aaron Rodgers, and I was like, who has the same name as the Green Bay Packers quarterback? They're that's the guy that they're gonna. Yeah, I mean he's in the playoffs, so I think it's all pre-recorded. I would think so too, because um, hopefully he's focusing on his game, or maybe he's doing it after the Super Bowl. I don't know. I've always wondered about like the show like Jeopardy, right? Like obviously Alex Trebek was a very very smart man. But how much of that like coaching and phonetics cuz like just the pronunciations alone would like kneecap the average human. I mean, there's got to be like such coaching and and such like work on the phonetics. The phonetics and also like Alex Trebek was famous for like the deadpan face he would mm-hmm. give when they got the answer wrong. Yes, like he should totally. like no emotion. He's just like totally. no, it's wrong. 
Like you're never like, oh man, that sucks, dude. You got the wrong answer. You were so close. Mm-hmm. No, he was always just like, no, sorry, that's incorrect. Wrong Renaissance figure. Next <laughs> question. Yeah. So I my 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 votes for Katie Couric. I think she'd be great. It would be, it would be fun to see her back on TV again. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. She's she's like. She's been everywhere since she left uh, CBS Evening News. No, it's no, her daytime talk show. See, she's been, she's done, she does interviews on Instagram. She has a newsletter. She's been everywhere. Give the girl back a, C- a TV show, please, people. Yeah. It's my vote. I'm with you. Um, I love this petition, Kelly, that you found that there's uh, some love coming to DC residents. Uh, well, it's actually, it's, it's, Oh, yes. Okay. We're going to do that story. Yes. Okay. Um, I thought we were going to do that. I thought that was next on the list. I'm sorry. The Rehoboth story was next. That's fine. Oh, yeah. That's true. Dollies. Okay. Got it. Yes. Wrong (laughs) button. Yes. Are you ready for that one? I'm ready for the button. Let's do it. Um, So this this, is why I would not be a good Jeopardy host. I can't buzz fast enough. This is, um, it has to do with Washington. It's an iconic sign. If you've ever been to Rehoboth Beach, you're very aware of the Dollies sign on the sort of the halfway point on the boardwalk. And um, because of the pandemic and all the things that have happened to the resort town, this Dolly's is moving out of that spot. Um, they're moving further down with Rehoboth Avenue. They've been in that spot since the 60s because the rent is too high. And what that means is the rent is up at the end of January that the sign would go away. Right, because they're moving. They're moving, right. And so um, they're trying to restore the sign. There's a change.org petition. All my friends in Rehoboth are like it's circling around on Facebook everywhere um, to kind of keep it. And they don't know because there are going to be new tenants to, that move in there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bandstand that's like in the middle uh, at the end of the um, Rehoboth Avenue, which is like the main drag, obviously, that leads up to the boardwalk. They're talking about putting it up there. They're seeing if the new tenant will, which we don't know who it is, will keep it up there because, like, it's literally a meeting point. Like, if you go to Rehoboth, you're like, just meet me at the Dolly sign. Yeah. I mean, it's just sort of part of the landscape. Uh, so we'll see what this um, the small town council of Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, decides to do with this iconic sign that has been beloved for so long. Well, but you have to put it somewhere that's not a business because you can't do the Dolly sign on top of, like, the Chipotle. I know. I know. Chipotle wants their own Chipotle sign on top of the Chipotle. Well, they had this bandstand area is like run. It's like the it's like a little park where they have live music and performances, and it's it's kind of iconic, and it's right near the other dolly. So can they move mm-hmm. it there? Um, I don't know. I just I thought saw the story, and I know I'm I'm biased to Rehoboth, but everyone that's ever been to Rehoboth knows that sign. Well, and here's your argument, Kelly, from Warrior Class on Twitter: Neon lights are important to local civic culture. Oh, I like that. Said way more succinctly and impactfully than we just did. So that's you can <laughs> right. just be like, Kelly, listen, neon lights are important to local civic culture. Okay, I, I got it. I don't have a vote there, um, but I, I, I like that. I did sign the go to the petition and put that in there. You'll look all smart. Okay. They'll be like, that Kelly Collis, she knows what she's talking about. Okay, I will do that. Neon I, lights are important to local civic culture. I will have to sign up the uh, petition again. Oh, it's like the Sitka. Oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the Sitco sign in Rehob in in Boston, mm-hmm. the Dominic Sugar sign in Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, right. Yep, they're just iconic. Yep, it's a really good point. There you go. Thank you, Warrior Class on Twitter, making Kelly seem like she's super plugged in. Nice work. <laughs> and then you can, if it's okay with Warrior Class, Kelly, you should use those two examples. I like that. The Domino Sugar sign in Baltimore. <laughs> 
Yeah, right. and that's not there anymore, is it? I, I mean, there's something like Domino Sugar involved. Do they? Okay, you have to ask your hus hubby about that. I think I'm I lost. Googling real quick. I lost Tommy. You're 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 freezing up a little bit. Yeah, I'm not freezing up. I'm moving. Uh, okay. Um, I'm looking. Yeah. So, yes, it's still there. Yes. The sign is still there, but are they still making sugar from there? I believe they are. Okay. Cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I believe it's still happening because you can actually like, there's a, um, you get like cars that park near there have like a coating of sugar on them if they're there long enough because of it like, hmm. that's the industrial term for <laughs> That's why, and and to go back to Buffalo, when you're in downtown Buffalo, you can smell um, Cheerios being baked. Oh, really? Yeah, because they make the Cheerios, and apparently you can see them in like the, some of the waterways, like floating. <laughs> <laughs> um, same with Hershey in Pennsylvania, Hershey chocolate. The whole damn town smells like chocolate. It's amazing. Yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. You get out of, of the car in Hershey, and you're just like, <gasps> not even in the park, because like the whole town smells like chocolate. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll do the story that we wanted to do. Okay, um, the this is really cool. So, the, you know, they're in D.C., there's all these shops that have popped up. Um, it's called Shop Made in D.C. And there's one in Georgetown. The first one, I think, was in DuPont. There's one down at the Wharf. Um, and the owner and and sort of the, the, the brainchild, the woman that, like, kind of created this idea, came up with a really cool way to honor um, our city. Our city's been through a lot, especially in the last 10 days. And it's to write a love letter to D.C. and share what D.C. means to you and some of the great things about D.C. And you can submit it up on her on this website, loveletter2dc.com. And uh, unclear what she's going to do with them, um, but she's a pretty creative soul. And I'm sure either we'll find some sort of installation at the stores or merch that we can buy. But it's also just a great therapeutic thing to just take a moment to remind mm -hmm. Uh, all this Washingtonians, 700,000 of us that live in D.C., um, why we love the city so much. Oh, that's awesome. That's a really smart idea, too. And it doesn't take anything for people to do it, and they can do it from wherever they are. So loveletter2dc.com. So cute. And you can see them populating, too. When you go to the site and you scroll, it's like message after message after message. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. It's a nice, a nice little reminder for us yeah. Washingtonians. Yeah. Need that these days. That's good. That's good stuff. Um, so coming up to, uh, which will be next Thursday, there's a, um, a new music, uh, release coming. I know what. By Taylor guitar. That's going to bring people together. I'm actually going to stop that because there's music on it. I don't want to make, I want to make sure we don't get shut down on the internet. I thought I turned the music off of it, but basically Zach Brown and Katie Tunstall and, uh, Jason Mraz and, uh, Keith Goodwin all come together and they're bringing a bunch of other collaborators, and they're creating a uh, charity song for Music Cares, which helps support people who are behind making music. The studio musicians and the folks who work in the music industry, and Music Cares is there to support them when hard times happen, whether it's like a natural disaster or an economic downturn or all of those things. But it's, uh, it's an anthem of like, togetherness that's going to be coming out on Thursday, so that's kind of cool. That is cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know we talked about um, yesterday, I believe, or was it two days ago, or was it 11 years ago? I don't know. Uh, but for the inauguration, um, we are going to see Lady Gaga performing the national anthem, 
which um, if you're not familiar with Lady Gaga's work around national anthems, perhaps you should uh, Google her performance of the Super Bowl because Lady Gaga knows how to do the national anthem. Mm-hmm. So that's going to happen. And uh, Jennifer Lopez performing at the inauguration. And now we're learning there's going to be this show, basically, the night of inauguration happening uh, on all the major networks, on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, uh, where there's going to be more of a production and more of a show around the inauguration. And we're finding out that Justin Timberlake is going to be unveiling a brand new song during the Biden inauguration performance um, and show that comes on uh, the major networks on inauguration night. It's called Better Days. And it will be during the uh, Celebrating America. That's what it's called, the Celebrating America show. I'm a little nervous about a mega star, though, doing a brand new song and such a high-profile thing. It kind of feels to me like on the award shows when they're like, here is my new song. And we're like, no, no, we want you to play the song you won the award for. What are you doing? So I, I feel like it's a, if it were gymnastics, it would be a high level of difficulty um, performance. Does that make sense? I kind of get what you're going at, but uh, yeah, okay. You want him to play like sexy back? I mean, <laughs> now that's a montage. <laughs> no, that I mean, I don't know if that you would use be that Joe Biden running video. No, I'm just saying that like the internet um, has a lot of opinions about a lot of things, and so if you're gonna like put up a song that's a brand new song, if it's not well received, then that could become like the focus of the show. People are, like dogging on the new song. Gotcha. Okay. Well, only time will tell. Right? I'm but just saying. You know what? We have a lot to be mad about it on the internet. Let's not like, go after Justin Timberlake. <laughs> that is certainly <laughs> true. Maybe, maybe, and maybe it will be the best song that's ever been performed ever, and everyone's just going to be like, OMG, what's happening? Hopefully. Just putting that out there. So Justin Timberlake will be involved in the Celebrating America performance and presentation on Inauguration Night. Oh. Can we just go back for just one second, though? We, we, you casually just dropped uh, that Lady Gaga and Jennifer Lopez will be in Washington, D.C. next week. Um, where the heck are they going to stay? Okay, that's a good question, right? I mean, we're, we're thinking that they're going to be in D.C. No. Obviously, I would assume they would perform at the Capitol. Yeah, I, I, I think it's, from what I read, it's pretty clear that Lady Gaga, at least, will be there mm-hmm. to do the um, anthem. But, like... I don't know. Like, what is Lady Gaga going to do in D.C.? It's, like, so shut down. Like, Yeah, she she's could... probably going to get room service and sit in her hotel room with her mask on is what I would assume is going to happen. That's true. I mean, she's definitely not in an Airbnb. No. Um, so it would be interesting to see where these celebrities kind of, like, because usually, like, when we have these big events happening in D.C., you see celebrities, you know, in Georgetown shopping and going to fancy dinners and doing all that. Obviously, that's not really happening these days. I would assume this time around with the with all the security and everything, I mean, there's more than 20,000 troops in D.C. right now to secure uh, the Capitol. I, I would assume that like the presidential inaugural committee probably has a hotel that's like booked out, locked down, that is part of like the perimeter. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I don't know if they stuff her in a trunk to get her there. I don't know how they get her there, but I feel like the perimeter around like the Capitol is like, expanding. There, is, there are several hotels that would fall inside that perimeter. So I'm assuming they're probably like putting the guests there. Cause there's not very many guests, right? Like you may have Lady Gaga and Jennifer Lopez having the whole liaison hotel to themselves. I don't know. 
Well, I don't think they have to be in the perimeter. I mean, obviously, there's like former presidents that are coming. There's members of Congress. I mean, there's other people mm-hmm. that are like, there, there's probably like a special area where you could enter into the perimeter if you're a on the list. You know what I mean? Right. Right. A little hall pass. <laughs> a little hall pass. They give them a fob, they can scan in. <laughs> and go through intense security. Yes. That's true. So maybe, yeah, maybe she does, or perhaps it's a situation where they just fly in for the day, right? Like yeah. if, if you're Lady Gaga, may, well, yeah, she's in California or she's in New York. Maybe they just have a jet. They fly in, shoot in, and then shoot out. All right. Well, it will be interesting. I mean, you're right downtown. You're right outside the perimeter. So you see Lady Gaga like walking around, let us know. Yeah, I definitely turned my Nest camera outwards. Because <laughs> <laughs> who knows what I'm going to, who knows what that camera's going to see over the next That's 10 true. days. That's true. Um, so yeah, I, I, I would love to, to I, I think, and I hope I will, we will see some of that, right? Like people being excited about it, people posting that like they got, I don't know, takeout from a local meal or whatever. But who, also, who knows? J-Lo and A-Rod could end up in an igloo at one of the outside restaurants. That's also possible. You know, yeah. 2021, things continue to be weird. The sequel they continues to be weird. So who knows, you know? Yeah. You might have, like, them at a shack outside of St. Anselm or at the igloo at Farmers and Distillers or... Yeah, supporting local restaurants. Totally, totally. I actually wonder if inside, like... the So last night I ordered from a restaurant that was near slash on the perimeter. And I think you should do that if you can this week, um, because the restaurants who are inside the perimeter or near or at are going to, you know, have another layer of, um, another layer of challenge for their business and for, for keeping their staffs on. So if you can do that, but that would be interesting to see where people pop up and what is even still open Yep. for their outside situation. Cause it's also January. So there's also <laughs> that. <laughs> right. Eating outside. Yeah. 